Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. Side Action, episode 100. Action 100. Woohoo! I forgot the fireworks. Of one season four, dude. We made it. Yeah, incredible that we made it to triple digit episodes, I think. <laughs> we still haven't figured out how to seamlessly work Skype in the in the you know podcast software. But um so anyway, for our new listeners, uh my name is Jim Wegmars, aka Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Steve Roberts, aka Action. You can follow me on Twitter at thirty one S Roberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter. So, Action, I mean, it's been a while. Like, I haven't been talk to you, talking to you. I just see that you're, like, on boats and, and doing stuff. You've been traveling. I mean, you're the man. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind summer. We've been traveling all over the place and then um, acquired a watercraft that around here in southeast Michigan. So we've been doing tours of different lakes and checking out the county here. It's been fun. I know that you've been busy, too, though, on the volleyball beaches of Chicago. I have. Uh, as you can see, the can is here. Uh, <laughs> we have a new Side Action Pod listener in a blow-up dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus Rex, named Kevin. I uh, had a big battle for him. As uh, If you follow my the blog and also Instagram posts, I kind of won this dinosaur for a week, took him all over Chicago. He's become a big hit. You can follow him at Kevin's Day Out on Instagram. He's become a darling of the volleyball community. And now next year, I think we're going to have a whole tournament based on Kevin, not just a match. This was a match one where I had to wear a shark costume for half the time. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've been doing lots of crazy stuff. I haven't gone out of town that much. I did go to my Wisconsin trip, but for the most part, just goofing around on the beaches here, getting in good shape and, you know, everywhere. Like normally what's happening now is play volleyball. Friday, play volleyball, go to margaritas at Fiesta Mexicana down the street here, and then hitting karaoke late night. I mean, I've been having a, a good time here, actually. That that's all sounds like a great preparation for what is the penultimate summer event, which is the trip to Vegas. That's right. We'll talk more about it later, but absolutely, we got the big trip. It's our third annual, right? Third annual trip out there. We kept it going even with covid last year so pretty excited we've got a couple more guys joining us we'll talk more at the end but we still have more people if you want to come we've got space in the cabana we'll talk about that before the podcast so uh, we're looking to you know set it off there at, at circa stadium swim on saturday the 11th but we'll also be there for sunday the 12th for the kickoff the nfl season so really excited to jump back into it uh, actually i mean obviously i haven't gotten into the rhythm of doing the podcast every week again which we'll start doing but this is obviously our kickoff you know, kind of our NFL preview edition. It's a little bit earlier in the week than we normally tape. I'm assuming we'll probably still stick to that Thursday format going forward, right? Yeah, I think Thursday nights works out best for the contest because we get those lines that come out Thursday afternoon. We can chat about them hot off the press and then give us a little lead into the weekend where we finalize those picks on Saturdays. That's right. And what the action's alluding to for our new listeners is every week for the football season, we t- we enter in the Circa contest. That's the reason why we go to Vegas every year. We're entering the Circa Million. Tip down your hat uh, action. He had the, the Circa Million 2 hat. hasn't taken off the sticker. It's still fresh. <laughs> um, I have the Circa 1 hat in the, in the other room. I should have put it on for you, action. But we basically enter in. We have to pick five picks against the spread that's given us a, a static line on Thursday by Circa. And then we compete against, last year it was 3,500 people or 3,200. I expect more this year to try to win the Cheddar, the million million dollars. Hopefully they pay a little more than 50 slots than last year. I think we came in 600th, which isn't bad. Uh, but we figure we got to be about 50, 60%, at least 62% maybe to actually win some money. To win the, win the title, you probably have to be about 70%. But this podcast, we will talk about the NFL every week and some metrics, but specifically our picks for the contest. Yeah, I think you and I in the years past had talked a little bit about college football during this part of the season as well. And I think that um, just like last year, we may forego the college football and really focus our efforts on these NFL picks because we want to try and cash this Circa Million contest. 
That's right. We were, we're closer. And, and also with the circuit contest, for those that don't know it, uh, you can also win on a quarterly basis. We'll see how that's broken out this year. We'll talk a little bit about the changes in the NFL in a minute. But there's usually a month-by-month contest that you can enter. So let's say you have a hot month. You can win some money. I mean, a hundred grand or something. I'll take a hundred grand, won't you, Action? Yeah, it looks like they're going to pay out uh, first through third place this year in the quarters, as well as a quarter booby prize for last place. So more opportunities Ooh. for us to win cash on those quarter pulls. Oh, that's excellent. So you can, you know, they have the booby prize for the main one, which I think they won. Was it twenty-five Gs? What was the booby prize last year? It was a lot of money. I don't remember last year's prize, but I'm scrolling through the website here, and last place this season pays out a hundred thousand. Hundred K. So that's it. You take the contrarian approach where you try to pick against it every week. But honestly, when I tracked the totals last year, the difference between the movie prize and the top wasn't that far because it's actually hard to to, to go zero and five every week. We we've done it in America. Sorry, <laughs> um, but we've also been five and zero too. So it's uh it's fascinating. So. And just in case you guys are new listeners, there's the there's the ambulance that comes by every 30 minutes here at the Edgewater Studio. It's a staple of the Side Action Podcast. As we wait. There it is. This is live live podcast taping right now. And they're not coming for me. Don't worry. Well, it's good to hear that the Edgewater residents are kept safe with all of the ambulances that are flying around. We are definitely safe. I feel like I, if there was a fire here, I would be taken care of quickly. So I the think other, we're good for another. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to point different this year is that uh, owner of Circus Sports, Derek J. Stevens of Detroit's own, has guaranteed that the prize pool will be up to $4 million this year, which is uh, $1 million more than last year. And essentially that means that they have to get up to 4,000 entries to make it a break-even proposition for the owner. And mm. any number of entries that are below that threshold of 4,000 will make it an overlay and essentially increase your and my odds of taking home some cash. Right. Now, we obviously are the biggest promoter of the uh, Circa Million across America. We talk about it all the time. But you can still enter. You have up until the 11th to enter. You have to fly out there in person and enter the contest. We actually have a great proxy. He's my brother-in-law. He's what's his what's his uh, company name now? WJW Enterprises or something? Yeah. LLC. <laughs> LLC. But um, you have to have a proxy if you're not living in the state of Nevada because you have to actually put in the picks every week from the state. You can use the app, but you can't do it out of state like many uh, of the other you know apps that you use across America. So. Well, that's a little transition. That's what they say in the business action. I've been practicing that for weeks. Uh, let's talk about some of these changes across the states. It looks like, you know, we started this podcast, I don't know, I guess it's been three years now, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy. Uh, there were, you know, minimal states that were legal. In fact, there was just one or maybe two when we first started this podcast. We talked about the, you know, the opening in other states. Now we've got 22 plus states that have legalized betting across it. Yeah. And uh, it's, come quite a long way. I think by the end of this year, they're expecting more than half of the U.S. will be able to take legal bets. And those do wide range between a few states that only have brick and mortar locations. There's a few that have like one mobile option. And then there's states like Michigan who have like a dozen different operators that can all do mobile. They all have casino sports books. So there's just a lot to choose from in some states like Michigan. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have the outs. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later in other podcasts or other episodes. I mean, having more outs is always a good idea. Action's a big proponent of that. I don't have enough money to spread around like Action. He's got Cheddar and all these different casinos. But, um, but I mean, it's still good to have options. I know that Illinois has had some issues where you had to, you know, there were some, not bullying, but the legislators really wanted to help the local operators more. And so they made it very hard for FanDuel and DraftKings to get physical books in the state and change the rules where people have to sign up in person down in God knows where in Illinois. So I'm still a, a Rivers guy right now, but, um, you know, it depends on, on that. You also have a note here, welcome Canada. So what does this mean? Yeah, just earlier this week, um, actually, I think it was Friday, the Canadian government passed legislation that will allow single game wagering in any of the provinces. Um, they are, much like in the U.S., they are um, 
pushing the authority down to each of the Canadian provinces to choose how they operate their own gambling systems. But before this new legislature in Canada, Canadians could only have the option to do up to two uh, minimum bets as a parlay. They could obviously choose more, but Mm -hmm. there was no single game wagering in Canada until just late last week. So another big domino to fall in the industry. Now, are you going to get across to Windsor and you know put some put some bets in over there just to see what happens? Perhaps, yeah. I mean, uh, the border's been closed since early pandemic, so yeah. at least for leisure travel. So we'll see if that opens up. I do like to get over and check out the Caesar Sportsbook there in Canada. That's awesome. The last thing I saw that came across Twitter today, Adam Schefter tweeted this out, that the NFL partnership with the casinos has been finalized or is going to be finalized between Fox Bet. BetMGM, PointsBet, and WinBet. These are the approved sports operators for the 2021 season. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but maybe that means in-stadium in experience or perhaps they're going to be sharing their lines on telecasts or also maybe across you know, the boards or something when you go to uh, you know, scoreboards. So I don't know if you have any more ideas on that, but, but that's, those are the approved ones. No, I did see the headline, but haven't had a chance to dive into it myself. Right, right. Okay, well, this episode is principally talking about the NFL this season. We'll go division by division, outlining both you know the odds and, and the win totals, maybe some bets that we like, but also eventually we'll get to picks for the Super Bowl and, and each, each uh, conference championship. So on the format, what we'll do is we'll lay out the, the odds for each team, essentially win totals, both, both on the um, win totals, and we'll do division odds, AFC or NFC odds, and then the title odds. And then, you know, I'll comment on some that I like. I'm sure Action has, already has money on some of these, so I know he's way ahead of me when it comes to these things. Uh, so let's start in the AFC. We'll start at the top, AFC East, uh, the Bills. This is probably the best team in the division. They, they won the division last year. Their total is 11 wins. I mean, that's a big total. Uh, so they're minus 150 to win the AFC East plus 550 in the AFC and plus 1200 to win the title. I believe they're the, they're right up there with Baltimore in terms of the second team, I guess the second team to win the AFC for the odds. Uh, I personally like the plus 550 to win the AFC with the Bills. Mm -hmm. I haven't picked them, but I do like this team. I think that they definitely have, you know, it's an okay division, whereas like the Ravens have a loaded division and, and, you know, the AFC West is pretty good. So I like those odds for them to win the AFC, and I'll definitely put some money on that. Yeah, I mean, um, if you read the reports from preseason, you would think that Josh Allen had an all-star career just from those three games. (laughs) The whole NFL world is buzzing about how Josh Allen and the Bills are going to be just as good or even better than last year. But the thing that gives me pause is just the fact that they won that division. Now they're going to be playing the top-tier schedule. That's true. I know that makes a huge difference going into a year after a positive year for a lot of these NFL teams. They take a step up in class across all of the other divisions in the AFC as well as uh, in the NFC. And so I I probably wouldn't be looking at a win total with Buffalo, but they're certainly a deserving favorite in the East, no doubt. Right. The next two teams have the same projected win total and division odds, and that's the Dolphins and the Patriots. Uh, nine and a half wins for the Dolphins and Patriots here. And then you've got plus 300 to win the division. Both are at plus 1600 to win the AFC. And the Patriots have actually a better, you know, better odds to win the title at plus 3000, whereas the Dolphins are plus 3300. I'm a little surprised at this. I think the Patriots, I mean, last year I was on, on board with, hey, Belichick can take this team from the Brady era forward. They fell on their face. I know that you know, Cam Newton, this whole weird COVID stuff, and he's back. Mac Jones is kind of in a mix. May start. I still don't have a lot of faith. I think nine and a half is a big total. I go under that total personally. I don't know if you have any thoughts on either of these two teams. Well, uh, I mean, before we continue on with the win total discussion, I'd like to remind our listeners, if you haven't heard, the NFL is playing 17 games this year, which is going to be new. So as you're evaluating these win totals, you have to keep in mind that there's an extra game. So eight and eight. Uh, is no longer going to be a thing. They're either going to be nine and eight or eight and nine, those middle of the pack teams, as well as uh, teams like Kansas City near the top could have an opportunity for an additional win there. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand your point on the Patriots. 
I will ask you, though, if Cam Newton is really going to be the starter, I'm reading reports that Bill Belichick still hasn't named a starter, and it sounds like Mac Jones could be a real possibility. Do you have any thoughts on that move? I know that Mac Jones is going to start most of the games this year. I think that if there was a, a prop on that, I would probably take it if it's, you know, plus seven games or something. Um, it's it's really interesting. I, I actually thought last week when all that stuff happened with the COVID thing, there was a little, maybe there was a little Belcheckery going on where he was, you know, he Cam couldn't come back in the building for a few days and all that. I do think they probably, I mean, obviously Mac Jones is a more prototypical pocket passer, but, you know, Cam's obviously been an MVP in this league. So either way, I don't think either of those guys, they don't scare me, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't think it makes a difference in the win total to me. I don't think this team's that great. I've looked at their team top to bottom. I still don't like their receivers. They've got some injuries at tight end, even though they made those acquisitions in the offseason with John Smith and Hunter Henry. They just uh, shipped off Sony Michelle. They got, you know, the one running back back there, uh, Damian Harris, I think. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't think they're, they've got a, maybe an easier schedule than the Bills, but 10 wins seems like a big total. And um, I'd like to see Matt Jones start. I think he's probably a little bit better than Cam in that system. What do you think about defensively this year? If you recall two seasons ago, this Patriots defense was like otherworldly and right. opponent scoring. And then last season, a lot of their starters opted out due to COVID. So I think right. they're going to be back full strength this year. And defensively, I think is where this team is going to win football games. Okay. We'll see, Action. We'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. I just maybe I've, I've soured on them after last season and they just kind of threw in sure. towel. But you're probably right. They'll be better on defense. But I don't know if defense wins the way it used to in this league. But, you know, we'll see. Valid. Valid. Let's uh, jump to the. We kind of glazed over the Dolphins. I like this team. I think mean, initially when I did my projections, I am winning the division. I think they have an easier schedule than the Bills. You pointed that out. I don't know if I go over nine and a half, uh, but they're going to be a really good football team. And, you know, obviously Tua, maybe he's not so great. He's okay. But I, I think that um, Flores is a great coach, you know, so yep. forward to that. Yeah, I so, think watching Tua the first couple of weeks is going to be key for me because last year, if you recall, he was really more of a game manager. And I mm-hmm. think for the Dolphins to take that next step, you're going to need to see Tua actually become an NFL quarterback, not just a manager. Right. Agreed. I mean, they've got Jalen Waddle as their, you know, playmaker now and and everything. But you're right. They've got to play better uh, on the offensive side. And then the last team in the division is the Jets. Oh, the Jets. Um, so six wins is their projected win total, uh, plus 2,500 for the division. That's a long shot. Plus 5,000 for the AFC, plus 10,000 for the title. Uh, Robert Sala's team, who he has already had a rough go. He's already lost a a key free agent acquisition with an Achilles tear that they just signed up somebody today to try to replace that. I don't know that defense will, it'll be okay. Uh, but I've heard really good things about Zach Wilson in, in camp. So this win total might be right on the money or a little, I, I was pretty low on them in my projection for my article, but you know, the jets are still going to be struggling. I think. Yeah. I mean, I do think I like the new head coach hire Robert Sala from San Francisco. I think, I've been reading that the players really love him in the locker room too, which is uh, will go a long way. And uh, I also am intrigued by Zach Wilson. I'm not sure that I'm going to be lining up to bet the Jets early on in the season, but I think as the season goes on, this could be a bet on team and some key underdog spots. No, I agree with you. I think that he's got some ability to definitely get within the numbers that we usually see against you know poor teams. Okay, uh, and there's no other bets in this division that you have taken or like in terms of futures? No, not in the East. Okay. Well, let's move to the AFC North. Uh, this is, I think this is Action's new favorite division given his picks, but uh, the Ravens are the top of the line here. 11 wins for the total, that's a lot. Plus 120 to win the division, plus 650 for the AFC, and plus 1400 for the title. You know, obviously, they're a team you like, a little foreshadowing there. Uh, I do like them a lot. I think, obviously, you know, I think Jackson's going to take a little step forward. But, uh, you know, they did lose J.K. Dobbins just a couple days ago. That's a big loss. They haven't reloaded anymore, so Gus Edwards is the guy. But I know you probably love their defense. Yeah, it's the defense for me, too, here. I mean, last year, they slipped down to top nine in defensive DVOA. 
but I expect that they're going to be back this year. And um, and really, it's John Harbaugh, too, the coach. Uh, the Ravens has been astronomical. They just won their 20th preseason game in a row. Wags, I don't know if you heard. I did. Um, I know. I was like, we should be doing the podcast if Action would have bet on them in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, I made some money on the Ravens this preseason, but ultimately that's not going to win much in January and February. And, uh, I, you know, I hope that, the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson, has a little bit of a bounce back year. Last year was a down year for him after the MVP campaign the season mm-hmm. before. And I'll be interested to see how they hold up on the offensive side of the ball now without J.K. Dobbins. Right. I like this team. I've always liked Harbaugh. I think they're really good. I know I'm crazy for saying this, and Mikey, Mikey would love this. I think the next team, it could be the year. It sounds like it's weird that the Browns could win this division, but a 10.5 win total is projected, plus 145 for the division, plus 750 for the AFC, and plus 1,600 for the title. I think that they turned a corner last year, and they won a playoff game against Pittsburgh. They probably should have beat the Chiefs last year Mm -hmm. uh, with things going down. I think that, you know, What's what's the dude's name uh, outside? Miles Garrett is going to have the year this year. He's going to be the man. And the offense seemed, you know, Stefanski was great, great as a coach. So I, I like them. I like them also at plus 750 to win the AFC. They're not my AFC winner, but I like this number uh, because I think they have all the pieces to do it. What, how, what do you feel about Baker Mayfield? Do you think that he's going to take a step up, or what's your position on Baker? I guess for me – I don't know if he's going to take a step up. I don't think he needs to. But, you know, getting Beckham back in the fold, uh, he's going to have you know, all his weapons at his disposal. I don't think he could take a step back. And to me, they were probably you know, three or four plays away from winning, you know, going to the AFC Championship game last year. And they, they probably should have done it. So my my feeling with teams, especially young teams on the come, they just need one more step. And so what is that step? It's probably the defense playing a little bit better. Yeah. And I think they will get there. But so it's not really about Baker ascending. But again, I don't Lamar Jackson hasn't done in the playoffs, you know. I, I don't show me it. You know, show me when he's gonna do it. I love him regular season. He's the human highlight reel. But he he's gotta show me something for, to take them to the you know, the Super Bowl or at least the AFC championship game, which he hasn't done in two years so far. Yeah. You did see them address some of their needs defensively in the off season too, that especially in the secondary. I think that you saw them in a ton of high-scoring games, and yes. now they've got some new a rookie, Greg Newsome, and a couple of new cornerbacks as well in that secondary. So I I agree with you. I think the Browns' defense is their area to improve. Right, and then the Steelers are eight and a half uh, eight and a half win total projected four plus four fifty on the division plus twenty two hundred for AFC plus four thousand for the title. I'm not anti-Steelers. I think that doing Najee Harris was a good move, but their offensive line is still a little suspect. Ben is a statue. We know that. But the defense was so good last year. They did lose Bud Dupree. Uh, I think that they're going to be right there with the defense. The problem is this division is loaded. I mean, so eight and a half is probably right on the win total they're going to be at, nine, nine or ten maybe. I think I have them in the playoffs in my projection, but they could just as easily fall out of the playoffs. Any thoughts on the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, I expect their defense to be really good again. I'm not sure that they'll be able to replicate that number one ranked defense from last season, but T.J. Watt and Mika Fitzpatrick are certainly players that can keep them there in the upper echelon. My concern is at the quarterback position. Big Ben is now another year older, and he's clearly shown lately that he isn't quite as durable as he used to be. And if he goes down, their offensive season is going to go down with it. I'm not sure that uh, Dwayne Haskins is the answer, a backup quarterback. Right, right. And I mean, last year, we'll see. I was, you know, as the season went on, I think they started about 11 and all last year. Mm-hmm. As the season went on, when they were throwing the ball 50 times and they were throwing these four yard outs or four yard ins every time, it was frustrating. So getting Najee is great, but can they actually block? And that offensive line really wasn't addressed. You know, they lost Pouncey. And so we'll see. I mean, I still think they've got enough to make the playoffs, but. I don't like them better than the other two teams. Right. And then then the Bengals, you know, so here's an interesting one. So the six and a half point win total, six and a half total, win total, plus 200 on the division, plus 5,500 on the AFC, and plus 10,000 for the title. 
When I look at their schedule, I don't like the six and a half. I actually like under the win, six and a half wins. But like you said, that means this team's going to lose what? Like 11 games? I mean, that's, or 10 games, I guess. No, 11 games. Mm-hmm. 11 games. That's a lot of games for this team to lose. I mean, Burrow's back. He's obviously going to be coming off the ACL. They did get a great receiver in Jamar Chase. Thought they should have taken the left tackle there. But they can do some shootouts too. I just wish this team wasn't in this division. Otherwise, I think they would get that six and a half wins. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not sure that Jamar Chase is really the answer for them. I read reports all across preseason that he's having some drop issues, which is never good. And uh, defensively is really the question mark in my, in my mind in this team. I'm not sure that their defense is capable of holding up against the division. So I'm going to be passing on the win total, but certainly a team that I think we could – put in the fade list, at least early on in the season, see how Joe Burrow comes back from that injury as well. Right, right. Okay, well, let's move to ASD South now. We've got the Titans at the top with the Colts uh, with the nine wins projected total for both teams, although the Titans are the division favorite at minus 106. Uh, The Titans are at plus 1,300 for the AFC and plus 2,800 for the title. The Colts are plus 140 on the division and plus 1,600 for the AFC, plus 2,500 for the title. That's kind of interesting. They're inverted there. Um, interesting. When I did my article, I was definitely down on the Colts. I still am a little bit. I know that's your – for America knows that Action loves the Colts. He's got a Colts jersey underneath his shirt there. But um, I still think the Titans are the best team in the division for a couple of reasons. They did address the defense more. We know what they have on offense. They got Julio Jones. The Colts out and got Wentz, which seemed great. Immediately gets hurt. Quentin Nelson gets hurt. They're both back. They're going to play. It just doesn't feel great. Plus, isn't T.Y. Hilton hurt now? I haven't read that. No, I'm not I sure. I'm not sure. I heard as well. I thought that he got hurt, which opens the door for Pittman. What's but, <laughs> Right, right. So, I mean, are you going to tell me to take the Colts here in this division? I, I still like the Titans. I mean, I think that there's value, to be honest, if you can get the Colts at plus money odds currently. I mean, when Wentz went down, you certainly could have grabbed a much higher number than plus 140. So it's hard for me to sit here and say that taking 140 today is a good move. I do think, though, looking at their early season schedule for the Colts, that if you want to bet them to win this division, you should wait because... Early on in the season, they have some tough games on the schedule, and I think Tennessee is going to get out to a little bit of a lead, and then right. you could get the Colts at a much higher number. But I, I think that Tennessee's a vulnerable favorite. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe in the defense, and I think that there's a strong chance that their offense is going to regress this season too. Derrick Henry is a beast of a running back, and his, he's put up numbers and carries like no one has ever seen before, but Historically, when you see running backs that put those many touches on their bodies season after mm-hmm. season, and year four, they're going to break down. So I put it as a decent chance that Derrick Henry breaks down this year. I, I totally agree with you. And it's funny because, you know, a little fantasy talk here in the big, you know, 14-team league that I play in with, you know, all the guys you know, Schwa, our buddy, took Derrick Henry one overall. I couldn't wow. believe it. He jumped McCaffrey and Cook. And I kind of said the same thing. Don't you think he's going to break down? I mean, 2,000-yard season, and, you know, uh, and I don't want him to because I love the guy. Plus, he's yeah. a vegan, but I am, but I support those guys. So I hear you, but I don't know. We'll see. I think that the addition of Julio helps a lot and definitely a better playmaker than, say, Corey Davis. But the Colts defense is better. They are definitely the better defense, no question. Let's get to the bottom of this division. The Jags uh, obviously have Urban Meyer now as coach. Uh, six and a half win total, plus 750 to win the division, plus 5,000 for the AFC, plus 10,000 for the title. Uh, Action's already bet the Jags under five and a half. Good. For, oh, what? One plus 140. Good for you. Um, but actually, that's a little bit. You wish you got six and a half, I suppose. Well, yeah. I mean, I was looking for alternate lines. Um, six and a half, I think, probably would have had to lay a little bit of juice. But at Bet Rivers, they have some alt win totals. And so I saw that plus 140. To be honest with you, I think I may have told you, I also have a bet on the Jags to win the division at plus 1,200 uh, in the offseason, just because I thought that Trevor Lawrence could, you know, paired with Urban Meyer, could be a solid marriage. But after watching three weeks of the preseason, I'm not sure that offensive line could protect anyone. 
And mm-hmm. um, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good season behind that line. So that's why I kind of flipped and laid this alt under. When they lost ATN, who was a playmaker for them, you know, mm-hmm. a rookie that didn't get to the field. James Robinson's a solid player, but not quite the same, you know, speed category. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing. They're going to be better than last year, of course. Yeah. And you've got Lawrence, but can you protect him? And the defense is just okay. Uh, let's get to the, the dumpster fire, though, in the Texans. So the Texans' win total is four, uh, plus 3,000 for the division, plus 10,000 for the AFC, plus 30,000 for the title. Obviously, they think this is the worst team in the NFL. I tend to agree. I do like the under of the four wins, which really means, America, that means they're going to lose 13 games, <laughs> which is hard to do. But... Um, you're saying Ben Rivers has at three and a half plus 140. This has been a, a coaching change too, David David Culley, and it's just been a di- disaster in Houston. I mean, obviously we know Watson has the allegations with all the massage parlor stuff and whatever, but beyond that, I mean, their roster is garbage, and I just don't see this team winning a lot of games. They certainly could win some games, the NFL, but mm-hmm. all the teams bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was reading up on the Deshaun Watson saga today, and I haven't been following it for good reason, but it doesn't sound like they're going to even allow him to suit up on any game day this season. So you can essentially cross him off the team. And now it appears that, um, uh, I forget his name, journeyman quarterback of the Bills and the Chargers is going to be under center in week one. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Yes, Tyrod Taylor, thank you. And uh, that's really all they have to say about their offense. I mean, their running backs are old and washed up. David Johnson, mm-hmm. Mark Ingram, and Philip Lindsay. And the offensive line is garbage, too. I just don't see how they're going to come even close to four games. I like your bet a lot. The question so, is, what kind of spreads are they going to be going up against? I was just going to say, it's like the Dolphins two years ago. It's going to be, you know, plus, it's going to be like, plus 21 points or plus 17 points in the opening of the season. I mean, we, we tried to go with that a couple times and early in the season, the dolphins couldn't cover, couldn't even cover those numbers, but later in the season, they started picking up form. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, week one is going to be fascinating. You've got the Jaguars going on the road as favorites to Houston. <laughs> so that'll tell us a lot. I think after that week one game. That's right. Okay, well, let's go to the AFC West to close out the AFC. You've got the Chiefs, of course. Uh, Twelve and a half wins is the projected total. Minus three fifty to win the division. Plus two fifty for the AFC and plus four seventy five for the title. Obviously, that's the that's the overall favorite for the title and the AFC. I love the Chiefs. You know, I'm on the Chiefs bandwagon. You know, I love Mahomes. I've got my my jersey and his helmet in there, autographed and everything. But twelve and a half is still a lot of wins, even with a seventeen game season. And it's pretty heavy odds for the division. Uh, are you? Are you, would you back? You wouldn't back any of these numbers, huh? No, I don't think. I, I mean, obviously Kansas City is going to be awesome, but I certainly don't think I would be going over twelve and a half wins. If you made me bet that gun to head, I would bet under every time. Right, that's just too big. Well, let's talk about some of the other teams in this division because I think it's a little more intriguing. Our beloved Chargers. I don't know if you're still on board with the Chargers because I am. Uh, nine and a half wins. Uh, the total uh, projected plus 550 for the division, plus 1600 for the AFC, and plus 3300 for the title. They have new coach Brandon Staley. I really like this hire. We talked all about the last season. Anthony Lynn can't coach. He proved it over and over again in the two seasons he was coach. Lost so many games by one score, and most of them when they blew the lead. Last year, I mean, they had obviously the rookie rookie of the year uh, in in uh, what's his name? Herbert. Herbert. Herbert, Justin Herbert, the man. And so now they're sitting here with a defensive-minded coach with a great defense on paper. I kind of I like this team. I didn't pick them to, to actually make the playoffs. I think that 9-10 is right on the cusp. I think that's a good number for the win total. But I could possibly get on you know, plus 550 for the division. I mean, if the Chiefs may have an issue or Mahomes gets hurt, they can win this division. Maybe. I I have question marks on the defensive side of the ball, personally. I I just don't think that these big-name stars have lived up to their potential. And and maybe uh, maybe Staley can get – you know, he is a defensive coach, right? I think he was uh, – he comes from the McVay tree and, of course, 
everyone that coaches with McVeigh is obviously an NFL candidate. So, um, I mean, on offense, they're going to be great. I have no doubt. Although I wouldn't be surprised to see Herbert have a little bit of a sophomore slump also. And uh, I, the difference this season is that I think I expect they're going to be favorites in a lot of games. And so the win total is one thing, but like when we're talking season long contest picks, I think it's going to be hard for us to be looking at the chargers every week because they're going to be laying points instead of taking them. Yeah. Two and a half. Just so you know, Brandon Staley came from the Vic Fangio tree. Uh, defense. Then he went and coached for the Rams. He was the defensive coordinator last year and they're a great year. So mm-hmm. that's why I got, yeah. but yes, totally McVay. Now I hear what you're saying. They're probably going to be two and a half, three and a half point favorites every week. Can we take that? Probably not. Whereas in the past, we were always, like, taking the points. And we're like, come on, Chargers. And then they blow the game in the last, you know, field goal or something at the end of the game every time. So Yeah. Well, what about Vic, Fan- Vic Fangio's team, the Broncos, 8.5 on the win total projected, plus 700 on the division, plus 1,100 AFC, plus 4,000 on the title. Looks like you like the 8.5 on the over. I tend to agree. I think this is a nine-win team. Uh, have you already laid – you want to put some money on the line for that? Yeah, minus 110, eight and a half. Just put it in right before we logged on today. Look at this guy. Nice work. Yeah, I think that this team, I mean, I don't love Bridgewater, but we know what he did. He covers lines, doesn't he, Action When he was in Carolina, do you think he's actually going to start or are they going to put Locke in there? No, Teddy Bridgewater, named starter by Coach Vic Fangio. So he's made his move. I'm not sure I agree with it at this point. I think that Drew Locke, maybe gave them a little bit more potential, but I'm guessing that Fangio made this move because he knows what his team is on the other side of the ball. I'm projecting that the Broncos are going to be the number one defense in the league. And when you have a quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't turn the ball over and just keeps his team in every game, I think that's the reason he made the move. So what you're saying though, is on it for, you know, people are not just listening about football here, but when you look at the Broncos, you're going to see a lot of totals. You're, you're going to like a lot of unders with Denver involved. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a great pick, too. I mean, looking at this defense, and then on the opposite side, you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't really like to throw the ball down the field. You can see them mm-hmm. in a lot of close, low-scoring games. All right. You're here. The last team are the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, seven wins the projected total, plus 2,000 for the division, plus 4,000 for the ASC and plus 7,000 for the title. It's interesting how the bloom has come off the rose for this team. I don't. I agree with this. I don't think they're that good of a, a football team. It's interesting how the fall-off goes very quick for this, for this division. Because last year, I mean, they were basically in the playoffs, and then they just lost out the last few games. And this team won a lot of games early and kind of cratered. You know, Josh Jacobs is not getting a lot of love now. Uh, they're talking about split backfield. But... You know, I don't like Derek Carr, but he played pretty good last season. So why do you think there's been kind of a turn in for the Raiders in terms of the, the books? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, their offense is certainly going to be pretty good this year. I think top 15 is probably their average on the season. I mean, Henry Ruggs was good last year. Darren Waller turned out to be an incredible weapon. Like, you could pencil him in for 12 catches every game. But – I I think the question mark is on the defensive side. Again, they didn't really do much of anything at all to improve on that side of the ball, and they gave up points and bunches last season. And I, I expect that's part of the reason why you're seeing the odds makers put them at the bottom. I also think that there's some question marks about the home field advantage in the mm-hmm. in Las Vegas this year. Last season, there was no fans. But this right. season, I know that you Chicagoans and the Philadelphians and the uh, the Ravens fans are all lining up to buy tickets because I've been looking at the ticket prices. <laughs> and I think there are going to be all away games. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I mean, I know that all of my friends, including, you know, Matt of Foreshadows and everybody, they're pl- they already planned their trip. They're going in October. Mm-hmm. So that it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Soldier Field West out there for the Bears game when they play them. So you're right. I think you got something there, uh, but but maybe there could be like the whole Miami hangover situation, depending on depending on how people control the uh, curfew for the players, and that, that always could be something. Valid. Uh, let's jump. Let's jump to our picks for the AFC since it makes sense. So what I like is the Chiefs over the Browns in in, in the in the AFC title game. It looks like Action likes the Ravens over the Chiefs, which 
you know, I've, I've been wanting that matchup for two years and it hasn't happened. Yeah, the Ravens always crap the bed before they get there. But I, I think this is their year. Lamar Jackson and Coach Harbaugh are going to bring them to the AFC title. All right. We'll see. I, I still think it'll probably be you know, a little bit of a repeat of last year. But the Bills, and I like the Bills. I just think that the Bills may lose that a little earlier. We'll see. I'm, I'm just tired on the Browns than most, I suppose. We'll jump to the NFC now. We'll start at the top again, NFC East. We've got the Cowboys at the top of the division uh, with a nine-win projected total, plus 150 for the division, plus 1,500 for the NFC, and plus 3,300 for the title. Now, I don't know if you're watching Hard Knocks, but this team can't win a game in the season. It doesn't mean much. But um, you know how I feel about Mike McCarthy. I'm on, I'm on record that he should have been a one-year coach because I think he's garbage. But I will contend, and I've said it for two years, the Cowboys have a immense talent on both sides of the ball. They have made a change in defensive coordinator, I believe, and obviously they get Dak Prescott back, and all accounts, he looks pretty damn good. Uh, do you like the Cowboys to win this division? No, no, I'm with you on the next team here. I, I think that uh, the Cowboys offense is going to be good, but it really mm-hmm. all hinges on the health of Dak Prescott, and right. I haven't seen him suit up in preseason. I'm sure there's good reason for that. He's recovering from a nasty injury last season, but I'm wondering what his mobility is going to be like after the leg injury from last year. And right. uh, he certainly has the capability to keep them in every game. But I also, like you, think that Mike McCarthy is a bet against coach. And I think we should pencil them in for a fa- on the fade list for our contest purposes. But what about the mojo play? Do you like mojo plays? Have you seen <laughs> different much hard knocks at all? No. Can you explain? <laughs> He, he pulls this reference from, like, Austin Powers, which nobody on the field knows. <laughs> he's like, okay, Mojo. He's like, you need Mojo. And, he, and he's trying to, like, momentum plays or whatever. But it's so funny. They kept destroying it on the radio when they played it, like, I'm serious to talk about the next day. Like, if, if nobody knows what who Austin Powers is. But anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, let's, go to, let's go to the second team. That's the Washington football team. Eight and, a half, eight and a half win total, plus 220 on the division, plus two, uh, 2,500 for the NFC, plus 5,000 for the title. You know, I love this team. I am in love with this team. Uh, I love the defense so much. I like the over eight and a half wins, and I love them to win the division at plus 220. I'm also going to put a little piece of money on the plus 2,500 to win the NFC. I know that Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't done crap in the playoffs, but at that number, with that defense, why not? I mean, in the NFC is a little more wide open than the AFC in my in my view. Yeah, I think I love it. I love all those calls. I, I didn't add it on here, but I also have a division ticket at a little bit higher number. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Fitzpatrick was a masterstroke. He's going to come in there mm-hmm. and instantly give this offense some life. And you can't say enough about the defense. I think they're going to be top two, three unit in the league this season. So, I think the Washington team is definitely the team to beat in the, the East. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to the other two teams, which to me are not good. Uh, the Giants, seven wins uh, is the total, plus 375 division, plus 3,300 or, or 30, or for NFC, plus 10,000. I like under this total for sure for the Giants. I don't really see what people are thinking. I know that that means they have to lose 11 games. No, wait, yeah, 11 games, right? But or at least push with the 10. I just don't see this team winning a lot of games. I don't like Daniel Jones. I've been on record for two years on that. But the Eagles also, six and a half win total, plus 500 for the division, plus 4,000 for the NFC, plus 9,000 for the title with their new coach, Nick Sirianni, who had the worst press conference opener I've ever seen. Uh, these two teams are not good. I, I don't know what to say. I, you know, The Eagles last year, we thought they could win the division with Wentz, and then they just putzed around, and they – Stunk. The Giants kind of defied the odds and won some games early. But to me, with the Cowboys back, both these teams at least lose two more games than last year. So that's why I like these teams to be at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I think these are both great calls. I especially am going to be looking to go against the Giants as much as possible. They have the worst offensive line. And Daniel Jones has proven he has some mobility, but he does not do well under pressure. And so... I think specifically I'm going to be looking for matchups where a defensive line like the Redskins, 
Washington football sure. team are going mm-hmm. up against this future Giants line, and, and that's going to be a pick for me every time. So Great. I'm with you there. Right. And the Eagles, similarly, nothing really, nothing really to talk about with them. Right. I, I guess I failed to mention Saquon Barkley is back for the Giants, but Galladay, he's come up where he's not even playing yet, I don't think, in preseason. The Eagles have they've gone with Jalen Hurts, but then they just, you know, they have Flacco and then they picked up uh, Minshew. You know, Minshew. I mean, it's weird. I don't know what's going on with that team. I don't know. I'm sure Sirianni's probably a sharp guy, but he didn't seem very sharp in his press conference. I don't love the way he's taking his team, but you know, we'll see. I think these teams are going to be bet against for me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the NFC North, You know, my beloved division. The Packers are projected for 10 wins this season, minus 177 on the division, plus 550 for the NFC, and plus 1,200 for the title. I know you like this team. Little, you know, precursor to what we'll say later. Ten wins is probably about right. You know, it's a, eleven. You know, is probably where they're going to sit. Uh, obviously, we had all the drama with Rodgers in the off season. He's back though, so to me, they're going to win the division. That's why it's minus one seventy seven. Did they address the issues that they faced against the Bucks though? You know, and defensively, can they stop the run? I'm not sure, but in this division, I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I mean, I think the defense is going to be a little bit improved this year. So I I do think that they could take that step that they need to. And on the other side, I mean, the offense is just absolutely stacked. Aaron Rodgers is going to be ready to roll, but I like the running back position. I think that uh, both Jones and Dylan are going to be mashers um, Mm -hmm. moving the ball for the Packers. And the, the wideouts, I mean, they don't really have any names outside of Devontae Adams, but... Aaron Rodgers is going to get his pay. Yeah, he will. So then you've got like two teams that are really close, I guess. I think the Vikings will take a step ahead. But the Vikings have a nine-win total uh, projection, plus 300 for the division, plus 2,200 for the NFC, plus 4,000 for the title. The Bears are seven-and-a-half-win total, plus 550 for the division, again, plus 2,200 for NFC, and plus 6,000 for the title. You like the Vikings over the nine wins. Yeah, I did bet this one earlier in the preseason. Um, again, theme here, it's, it has to do with their defense, not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, no, <of> course. <laughs> I mean, they were certainly under-impressive throughout the preseason, but when you look back at some of those box scores, they didn't really play any of their starters. And so mm-hmm. I think that uh, the linebacking core, Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr, are going to be stellar this season. And they have that um, defensive end, Danielle Hunter, who has been really stepping up the last couple of seasons. And I think it's the Vikings defense that is going to help them win games this year and not the offense. Well, they picked up Patrick Peterson. They, they swapped out corners. And I know that Zimmer, he wasn't pleased with their corner play last year. On the other side with the Bears, so I, I agree with you. I don't know about the nine wins or not. I think they're right around that for me in my projection. But they're going to be better than the Bears. And, you know, it's, it's a shame for the Bears, you know, obviously – I'm on record about they should fire pace and all that. That's for another podcast. But yeah, you know, they they traded up to get Fields. That's great. They overpaid Dal- uh, Dalton. Don't know Dalton's name the starter. I get it for a couple of weeks, but this offensive line isn't that good. And you know they need to run the ball to win, especially in Chicago in December. Defense should be better theoretically, but I don't love the corners to be honest with you. And in this division, you've got to have good corners, especially against the Packers and the Vikings. So, you know, I agree with this assessment of seven and a half, or I'd go under the seven and a half if I had to bet it, but, you know, it's a pretty good number for them. Interesting. I will certainly defer to your take on the Bears, but I have to ask you, how do you feel about Justin Fields? Are you interested in he being the starter sooner than later, or would you prefer they hold off? I think they should just start him, period. I don't know why they would wait. I think they overpaid Dalton. I think the reason why they're starting him is because they're, they paid Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe it's trying to save you know Fields because he's going to be running for his life. But if you've seen him in, in the preseason yeah. games, he's had a lot of rushing because he's running for his life. Mm-hmm. Dalton's going to get crushed in the first game or two, and they're going to have to go to Fields just purely to get the ball out. Um, I do like him. I think he's good. I mean, I hope he kind of beats the uh, curse of Ohio State Buckeye quarterbacks. That's for you, Mikey. Um, and they haven't been good in the NFL, but yeah. I think he's got all the tools to be good. Uh, I just don't love that they didn't address. And, of course, they address alignment in the draft, and the guy gets hurt. He's out with back surgery for 
probably the whole season. I, they knew about it. I don't understand that selection, but I digress. Uh, let's talk about your local Lions. Four and a half wins projected, plus 2,500 for the division, ouch, plus 8,000 for the NFC, plus 17,500 for the title. Hey, just put a little dollar on there. Never know. I like under this total of wins, four and a half. I think the Lions are the second worst team in the league. Yes, Dan Campbell comes in. Does it matter? This roster sucks. Uh, looks like you have an alt win total under three and a half, plus two, 205. Did you, did you bet it? No, I haven't bet that one yet. I do have an under five bet months ago, and I I just don't – it starts with the coach. I think that Dan Campbell is probably the worst hire in all of the newbies this season, and uh, he just doesn't really seem to get it. He's just focused on, like, this rah-rah cheerleader mentality, and I'm not sure that's going to play well with the professionals here in Detroit. And, right. uh, and outside of that, the offense – Jerry Goff is serviceable, but he doesn't have anyone to throw it to. I think their number one wide receiver is Tyrell Williams, and uh, that's really not going to get much done in the league these days. Well, they cut Rashad Perryman today, didn't they? I saw that. Like, I don't, I, I, it's, it's baffling to me. We should have mentioned that the big Lions, there was a big trade. Obviously, Stafford leaves, you know, drafted by the Lions number one years ago. They bring in Jared Goff. We know Jared Goff. He's not good. He's okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They just had – it was wholesale changes in the offseason, getting rid of everybody. So it's a team that's set up to tank. And beyond, you know, DeAndre Swift, who's a pretty good running back, and T.J. Hawkinson, who's a good tight end, I don't know who they throw to. Um, so it's going to be a long season for the Lions. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with you four and a half under. Or you got five. That's, that's even better. All right, NFC South, we've got the Bucks, And they were obviously the champions last year. Twelve wins on the total. Minus 200 to win the division, plus 300 to win the NFC, plus 650 to win the title. That's the second favorite for the title and um, title for the NFC. So, you know, my biggest thing about the win total and the Bucks are you obviously have Tom Brady, who's incredible and he's defied age. Is this the year? You know what I mean? At some point, they brought back the whole team. Everybody signed up again. I get it. They, they, they got hot at the right time. They ran the table. The Saints should have beat them on record. Anyway, they won the title. They did it. They were great. They're going to be good again. But can they find that perfect mix of mercenary and age on this team? I don't. So I'm a bet against not every game, but at least in the futures, I would go against the box. I didn't put any in, but I would say against. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've stopped trying to predict the demise of Tom Brady. (laughs) I think I probably mentioned it here several times before. And every time he proves us wrong, me wrong. But, I mean, their offense is going to be really good again, despite their age across the board with Antonio Brown and uh, and Brady. But they have other outstanding wideouts, too. And I think their offensive line is really what is the, the linchpin for the offense. I mean, they really protect Brady, and they can run the ball, too, which is mm-hmm. important. And on the flip side, their defense is going to be good, too. So. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time picking against them. I do think that they're going to be um, a team that we could look to fade where they're laying some big numbers. They had a hard time covering those big touchdown-plus spreads last year, too. Right, right. Good call. So the rest of the division is really baffling to me. I guess we'll talk about the Saints by themselves. The Saints are projected at a nine-win total, plus 350 in the division, plus 1,600 for the NFC, and plus 3,000 for the title. Remember, action. this team did win the division last year. They obviously lose Drew Brees. They named Jameis the starter, probably the right move. Um, but, you know, Michael Thomas is on the pup list. You know, obviously the defense is really good. I think that's what's going to carry this team. So that nine wins seems about right, nine or ten for me. It's just strange. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think people are fading the Saints to me a little too hard, but I can't get on board with major futures on this team. Yeah, I agree. This is probably one of the toughest teams for me to predict in the offseason, and that's probably mostly due to Jameis Winston. You really, I mean, he played well in a couple of games last season, and he's looked good in the preseason, but when the lights are really on him, it's going to be incredibly interesting to see if he reverts back to his old form or if he can actually be more of a game manager, which I expect Sean Payton is asking. So yeah, exactly. It's going to be a fascinating team to watch, without a doubt. Right. Now, the last two teams, I am going to lump them together, the Falcons and the Panthers, 
Falcons have a projected seven wins, Panthers seven and a half. You know, we've got longer odds, plus 800 for the division for the Falcons, plus 3,000 for the NFC, and plus 8,000 for the title, which those last two numbers match up for the Panthers, but plus 1,100 for the division. You know, there's a new coach. Obviously, Arthur Smith is the coach for the Falcons. They lose Julio Jones, but they pick up, you know, Kyle Pitts, this rookie tight end who looks like a beast. Uh, but I don't think the defense is any good for the Falcons. Hmm. On the flip side, really, you know, the Panthers went out. They got Sam Darnold, the reclamation project from the Jets. But I don't know, man. That team is weird. I like under for that seven and a half. I think they're going to be okay. I don't really trust Darnold. But I do trust Rule more than I do Arthur Smith, so maybe I'm wrong on that assessment. Yeah, I think that uh, I agree. I, I would probably lean to the Panthers between these two teams at the bottom of the division. But, um, I mean, the Falcons are going to be interesting, too, with Kyle Pitts out there. It's Matt Ryan is certainly has the acumen, and I would expect that he's going to be looking for Pitts a lot this year. Mm. But the defense is certainly going to hold him down. And, it's interesting. You've got two really good defenses in this division and two not-so-good defenses, so it's mm-hmm. going to be <laughs> tough to predict those games. Well, let's go to the NFC West. This is the loaded division in this in this conference. The 49ers are at the top, 12 wins projected total, plus 200 for the division, plus 650 for the NFC, plus 1,400 for the title. I actually like this team a lot. This is my team this year. This is my team that I'm trying to get on board with. I like them at the plus 200 for the division and for the NFC at plus 650. Uh, I see them in the Super Bowl, little preview. Uh, and I, you know, I put some money on the title at plus 1400 because of the teams at the top, this is the best value. Uh, you know, we talk about that a little bit more on a weekly basis, but it's pretty good value for a team that was should have won the title two years ago, probably. Yeah. And last year, they had just terrible injury luck, especially on defense. It seemed like every week they were losing another defensive player, but still had a really great season despite Mm -hmm. those injuries. So I'm with you. I also bet them to win this division, and I may look at that Super Bowl odds as well. But I I think that Jimmy G under center is going to have a good season as well, holding off the rookie quarterback. And um, I like the Niners. How long do you think before he loses the job, though? Do you think Lance will play or not? Do you think he'll play on the bench the whole year? I've been reading that they're planning to do some dual quarterback packages, which I kind of question, especially in this league. I'm not sure that the gadget quarterback is really going to be helpful at all. In fact, I think it's just going to serve to hurt Jimmy G. But I think once Shanahan realizes that's a bad idea, they're going to be with Jimmy G throughout this season, unless – Barring some sort of injury, of course. Right, right, right. So the other teams are really good in this division. You know, the Rams are a bit of a darling for most people. Ten wins on the projected total, plus 200 for the division, which is even with the Niners, plus 650 for the NFC, and plus 1400 for the title. Almost equivalent to the Niners across the board, except for the win total. And obviously this is probably due to Stafford. This is a team that played very well last year with, with Jared Goff. They lost Staley as the defensive coordinator, but they have the same personnel. I just need to see Stafford do it. I don't trust him. I don't trust him, man. I don't know. He hasn't played in, he's never won a playoff game, never really played in a big game, even in college. So I am fading the Rams, not hardcore on these numbers, but there's a lot of love for this team to win the Super Bowl, at least get there. Yeah. What do you think about Sony Michelle being an addition to that backfield? You know, they, they lost the second year running back to the Achilles injury, and so they bring in Sony Michelle. Uh, any thoughts there? No, I think it. I think he's going to help. I don't really think that that's why. Look, McVeigh's running schemes are great. Every back has done well in that scheme. It's really a matter of timely throws, making great throws in critical situations. We know the defense is going to be really good here. Mm-hmm. So it's just playing. I mean, last year. I actually thought Goff played decent in the second half against the Packers, but you know they got outclassed by the Packers in that game. So is Stafford really going to be the answer there? I don't think so. But for some reason, odds makers or at least the public really likes the Rams, and I'm I'm against them. Okay. Yeah, Stafford is going to be uh, really interesting to see if he pulls out those same interceptions and like back-breaking situations that he always threw with the Lions. <laughs> always. 
And then you've got the Seahawks, again, same, same projected win total, uh, 10 wins, plus 275 for the division, plus 1,200 for the NFC, and plus 2,200 for the title. You've noted the schedule. Uh, you want to go over that? Yeah, Seattle is, uh, has the number one ranked pass defenses schedule this season. So Russell Wilson and company will be going up against the toughest slate of opposing pass defenses. And uh, this is a team that I'm interested in fading. I know that Russ is amazing and he always keeps them in games, the season, what have you. But I think that their time is up. They've been winning too many close games recently. And I think it swings the other way this season. I agree with you. I actually have them missing the playoffs uh, for the first time in a minute. And they also, I just think that the other teams are just a little better. And we'll talk about the Colonels in a minute, but you know, the Rams are super good. 49ers are great. And then if you have them playing tough defenses outside the division, this team's going to struggle. I know that Ridgeway doesn't like us talking about that, but I just think it's true. And I don't like the defense very much on this team. I think that Jamal Adams, I, I loved him as a player coming out, but he's become a blitzing safety. He doesn't cover anybody. And in this league, you have to be able to cover. It's not all about the blitz. And, you know, especially even in this division, you know, they can, they can hit you for big plays. So I'm with you on the fate of the Seahawks. The last team is the Cardinals, eight and a half win total, plus 600 on the, on the division, plus 1,800 for the NFC, plus 4,000 for the title. I actually think this total is a little low. I think this team's good. Uh, I don't know if it's, again, this is one of these teams, they're not quite the same, but like the Bengals, if this team was in, say, even the north of the NFC, they'd win a lot more games. I mean, this is a solid team offensively. We know if Kyler Murray's healthy, they'll be really good. The defense, I think, got better. We'll see. But I just believe in those kind of ascending teams, and I think, the Cardinals are one of those. They they should have made the playoffs last year too. They kind of stumbled on the stretch. Yeah, yeah. My heart really wants me wants the Cardinals to be good this year, but I just have questions about the scheme on offense and Coach Kingsbury. To be honest, yeah. I think that they run too much of a predictable offense. And last season, especially, they were reliant on Kyler Murray's legs in too many crucial situations. Sure. And I, I think. They're either going to have to adapt or they're going to be in a middling to struggling type of season this year. So the defense is kind of middle of the road for me, but I think the question is really whether or not Kingsbury and the offense breaks out of their little shell that they're in. So he should spend more time doing film work, less time entertaining at his palatial, you know, bachelor pad that he's got. Certainly, definitely. Okay, so let's review the NFC picks. I have the Niners over the Bucks. You have the Packers over the Bucks. Makes sense. The Packers have been there a couple times and missed. I just like the, the Niners to rebound, and we both like the Bucks to be knocked off. There you go. Mm-hmm. And for the Super Bowl, I like the Chiefs over 49ers. It's a repeat of a couple years ago. It's kind of lame, but I think it's possible. You see the Ravens taking out the Packers. Yep, Baltimore all the way this year. All right, all right. Did you already bet them on the futures? Or I know you don't love futures. No, I haven't made any Super Bowl uh, bets yet. I gotcha. Okay, well, that wraps up our NFL preview. Lengthy. Sorry, guys. We're going to try to keep it shorter this year, but not on the preview episode. Uh, but let's review what's happening to September 10th to the 12th. First of all, uh, we want to thank our loyal listeners that have been with us from the beginning. This is our 100th episode. It's amazing that we've done that. It's kind of crazy, really. Um, but I will tell you that if you do come to Vegas with us, I'm going to give you one of these t-shirts. We got these great t-shirts. Sign action podcast. Um, I'll bring the bag. We've got, obviously action's got his shirt. We'll, uh, we'll give it out to you. We, you know, there's only a couple people that are coming, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but we'll be there the 10th to the 12th. The big day is at Circa uh, Stadium Swim on the 11th, which is college football Saturday. And we haven't predetermined where we're going on the 12th for the NFL games, but we'll definitely find a home. Yeah. Back to Stadium Swim, our home away from home. I think, uh, you know, we were there in March to watch college basketball, and now we're doing college football this time around, and it's always a good time to see uh, all of the folks out and watching games on the biggest sports screen that you've seen in America. Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to see Prime in action. You know, he obviously made a friend last time. I'm hoping he can make new friends this time. And uh, we've got uh, our buddy Dempsey, who – he got caught by Circa on the trip, so we're pretty excited. So 
you know, we're a four-man crew. We've got some other guys I've talked to about the trip, and I think there's a, some volleyball guys that will be out there, so maybe we'll meet up with them at Stadium Swim on Saturday. Uh, and again, that's the 11th of September. So excited for the season, that's for sure. It's great to dust it off. We haven't been talking about, you know, four months or something. So it's great to get back on the air. Yeah, 100 episodes, and uh, we'll be looking to turn the page and hopefully turn that 100 episodes into a million dollars after we win the circuit contest. Million dollar, million dollar holler, right? <laughs> that, then, then maybe I'll pay for the cabana, okay? Like, I'm, 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 right. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> Next year, right, 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 when we get the payoff. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for following us. Uh, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry five and district four by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org license under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0